Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. We're continuing our study of 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8 in our series on the seven qualities of a transformational faith. Now today we're going to be looking at quality number two in the list of seven given by the Apostle Peter. Uh, Qualities which when we enthusiastically put them into practice will lead us to a fruitful Christian life. Remembering that faith is in Christ is the key. Last week we embraced the virtue uh, or the quality of virtue or goodness. When we practice goodness, we choose to do the things that are good. We choose to do good to others. We choose to do things that are good in life. We choose to do those things that are morally good and reflect the goodness and excellence of God. And we don't just do good things because we're told to. But it's because God gives us a delight in doing them. Doing the good things because it will please God. It will bless God and it will be a blessing to others. This is our motive is to live for God, to love him. It's based on our faith, on our faith relationship with God. We choose to do good and we embrace it. And now on top of goodness, Peter exhorts us to add knowledge. Uh, In verse five, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. So we're thinking of knowledge. Now, always remember, faith is the foundation. That's how we picture it here. Faith is the foundation. Uh, Peter doesn't say add faith to your life, but rather to your faith, add these other things. Faith is the foundation. And of course, not just any faith. Some people say, I have faith and have no clue of what their faith is in, or maybe their faith is in something totally different than Jesus. Our faith is in Jesus. Uh, Faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And then the seven qualities are enthusiastically practiced as an outgrowth of faith or a way to deepen our faith. Notice the plus marks beside each of the qualities. The way the list is described by Peter, the way he writes this in this verse, uh, each quality adds to the one before it. So we have faith, then we have goodness, then we have knowledge, and we continue on, and each one builds on the one before it. Uh, All of them, which are added on top of the foundation of faith. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. Knowledge is the quality that Peter gives next after goodness. Now, how do you understand this term knowledge? What type of knowledge is Peter referring to? I want us to consider some different aspects of knowledge and see, is this what Peter's talking about? So first, there is factual knowledge. Now, in my mind, I get a mental picture of that bubble, like in cartoons, the bubble above the person. And in that bubble, when we're thinking of knowledge, are lots of books, textbooks, science books, books of philosophy, uh, stories of heroes, of victories, and tragedies. So all of that stuff. As Sergeant Joe Friday of Dragnet used to say, not Wi-Fi, I was Bookum Dano. 
Just the facts, ma'am. Some of you aren't old enough to know that. Just the facts, ma'am. Some might call this book learning, all of this kind of factual knowledge. And we definitely get lots of knowledge from books, and I love to read. Uh, There are amazing and interesting facts from lots of different disciplines of knowledge, like uh, STEM training, S-T-E-M, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. There are special camps for our students to be able to learn more about those fields. And then there is STEAM, which adds an A in there, including the arts to the STEM disciplines. Now, biblically, we study the Bible, we seek its factual knowledge, we seek to learn about the nature and character of God. Uh, And we learn about humanity's real struggle with sin, because the Bible doesn't sugarcoat it. It tells us some very sad stories about how man, uh, when he goes in his own direction, goes away from God rather than to. But the Bible also tells us of God reaching down to us to bring us back into relationship with him. So we can learn all of those things about God. But knowledge is more than just ingesting and regurgitating a humongous list of facts. Knowledge we gain through the scriptures demonstrates the heart of the author, the heart and the character of God. So building on our faith relationship with God, we desire to add a deeper understanding of the heart and character of God who saved us and whom we love. And we're not just learning details or facts about God, but we're discovering more about the one who loves us, the one who sent his son to save us, the one who invites us to live in relationship with him. That's the kind of facts we're learning, not just something we can check off a list, but to learn about who God is. Uh, On Facebook this morning, a friend of ours from a a former church that we served in uh, wrote about uh, being challenged to see all the names of God that are written in the Bible and what do they mean. And she said she had that one day, sort of that challenge. I can't remember how she was motivated to do that. But the next day she was reading a a book uh, that the first chapter ended with a list of all the names of God and verses that go with it. And she thought, oh, God's had to tell me this twice. So now I'm going to dig in. So she started looking up the reading the names, looking up the verses that go with it. And she said, this has been such a joy and comfort not just to know a list of names, but to learn about the God of the names. What do the names mean and what does God do in our lives? As we discover the beautiful truths of God's heart, we'll embrace him all the more growing in our relationship with him. And as we discover the beautiful truths of God's heart through that relationship, we discover a forward path for our lives. Our relationship with God wonderfully influences how we live. Let's think about knowledge. One of the resources that I have in my boxes of books uh, that I have, and I also have it available in digital form, is Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. That comes off pretty easy for me because I've used this resource for over 40 years. Uh, Vine, V-I-N-E, like the Vine, Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. Uh, From that source, I looked up knowledge, and it tells me about the words in the original language in the Greek. You don't have to know Greek to use vines, so that's a good thing. Knowledge is a seeking to know. (laughs) That's rocket science, isn't it? 
Knowledge is a seeking to know. Maybe we could say an investigation into the facts and then something deeper. Discovering more than the simple facts on the surface. Especially in the New Testament, the word translated knowledge speaks of spiritual knowledge. And when I think of spiritual knowledge, I think of understanding spiritual truth. Built on the solid foundation of faith, this spiritual knowledge is what Peter's referring to. Although all types of knowledge are valuable, it's good for us to learn from all the different disciplines of life. But I really don't think Peter was talking about how many pounds of thrust it takes to propel a rocket into orbit. I don't think that was the knowledge that he was saying that we had to build onto our faith. Although that knowledge is very important, especially if you're in space travel. Rather, he's talking about spiritual knowledge that builds us up in our relationship with Jesus, which then impacts our relationships with all those around us. So how can we get this spiritual knowledge? Where do we find this spiritual knowledge? We could ask teachers or pastors or other people who seem to have a good handle on spiritual knowledge and understanding. What do you think about this? Can you tell us about that? And and those are good things. We could go on the Internet and use a trusted resource like Bible Gateway, but we have to be careful on Internet searches, even about Bible topics. You can get some really weird sites, so you have to make sure it's a trusted source. I mentioned Bible Gateway. It is a trusted source. It has lots of Bible tools, uh, so that's a good one for us to use. Uh, There are others as well. Uh, But we go and use those types of sources to dig deeper. But in Peter's day, his readers didn't have access to the Internet. And they didn't have a lot of people who were on tour doing their their sermons. Uh, Although we know Paul and Barnabas did a lot of traveling and preaching. But generally, they didn't have those resources readily available to them like we do. So how would they discover spiritual knowledge? Peter would have pointed them to the Scriptures. To the scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 9 asks a very important question for spiritual health. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. That's Psalm 119, verse 9. And verse 11 of the same psalm says, Your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that as we take in the information of the word, and we learn about God and learn about the character of God. We long to live for him. The psalm speaks of storing up the facts of the scriptures in our hearts, but not just as a list of facts, rather as a reminder of the God whom we worship and how we are to live for him. So if we want to live a pure and moral life, how can we do that? By living according to the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, The word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Again, the source of spiritual knowledge is the very word of God. And God's word is more than the words on a printed page. It is living and active making a difference in our lives. It is the word that God uses in our lives. Peter would direct them to the scriptures themselves. 
And we're blessed to have easy access. Most of us have a hard copy of the scriptures, maybe even in different translations. And then we have digital copies on your phones. And if you don't have that and you would like that, uh, the Gideons have a free Bible app that has lots of different translations available and including other languages so that you can go on for a free uh, translation of the Bible. So those are that's a source. There are other sources for uh, free access to Bibles uh, that are very helpful. So very easy for us to access. This wasn't true in the days of Peter's uh, talking in, in this letter. They had to dig deeper. They had to go and find someone who had the scrolls and someone who could read them to them. But they were to study them together. So how can we supplement our faith with knowledge. The New Living Translation says, says verse 5 in this way, supplement your faith with a generous provision. Or last week I mentioned the heaping helping. Uh, a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. So how can we supplement our faith with a generous provision of knowledge? Thinking about that generous part. How about listening once a week to a sermon from a trustworthy Christian speaker? Hopefully, I'm trustworthy. Is listening to my message once a week, is that adding to your faith a generous supply of knowledge? Well, it might be giving you some knowledge, but I'm not sure it would be generous supply. And I think Peter was thinking of something deeper, something more. How about reading a good book about a character from the Bible? Again, that's very good, but I'm not sure that just reading a book about someone in the Bible is really going to give us that generous provision. Maybe we could get some good reference materials like Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words or a Bible Encyclopedia, uh, Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Bible. Uh, again, these are good and they are important tools, but they're only helpful to help you dig deeper into the Bible itself, to the Scriptures itself. Many Christians have settled for what other people tell them about God. They hear things like cleanliness is next to godliness or God helps those that help themselves. And you can search through the scriptures and in our digital format, you can search much more easily, uh, but you won't find those verses because they're not in the Bible. There might be some principles there, but that's not in the Bible. You won't find that. But we hear somebody say it and we think it must be true. But we need to go into the scripture itself to truly add spiritual knowledge, especially a generous supply. Then we need to feed on the source, the word of God, the Bible. When the Apostle Peter or the Apostle Paul and his helper Silas preached the good news of Jesus in the city of Berea, the listeners didn't just take their words for it. Oh, you're Paul. We believe everything you say. No, they went back each evening and searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. That's from Acts 17, verse 11. We want Bereans. We want to be like Bereans. Don't just hear what I say or someone else says and just take it as gospel truth. Check it out. Read the scriptures, make sure that what is being told is true. 
during our weekly worship services, we dig into scripture verses and sometimes display them on the screen like we have the verse today displayed. And the display verse uh, gives foundational truths and are designed to whet our appetites to dig deeper, to go further, to learn more like the Bereans did. And to add a generous provision, dig deeper with Bible studies like the one our women are starting in February, uh, studying the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. That'll be a very interesting study, and we encourage you to be a part of that. One very helpful study that many Alliance people and churches uh, have used is called Know the Word by Dr. John Soper, who was the vice president for church ministries of the Alliance uh, some years back before he retired. Uh, Know the Word is a short daily study designed for five days a week uh, for 91 weeks that will take you through the teaching of all of the Bible. Uh, There's a portion of Scripture to read each day, and they even have it in audio version uh, on the app that you can listen to it. Uh, It's designed for commuters to be able to listen. And then you listen to Dr. Soper, who uh, tells a little bit about the passage each day. It's a very helpful study, and you can find that at mission119.org. And most importantly, don't just take someone else's word for what to believe or what the Scriptures say. Open the Scriptures yourself to see what God has to say. Let Him speak directly to your heart. For if you possess these qualities, this is verse 8 of our chapter, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective or unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowledge, not facts, but knowing Him. This is the promise of God for all who trust in Jesus as Savior. That if we build on these qualities, if we embrace them, if we are embracing them in increasing order, then uh, we will not be ineffective and unfruitful, but rather, positively speaking, we will be effective. We will experience a useful, fruit-filled Christian life. Embrace goodness, choose to do the good, and we learn the good by what God has told us in His Word through the knowledge of Him and His heart and His character. I remember seeing an almost one-year-old little girl when she was beginning to take her first steps. Her grandmother was close by, reaching out her arms, saying, you know, come on. And little Eliza took a step, and just sort of a wobbly step, then she took another and then another. It was so exciting. And we, we all love to see children as they're growing and developing. And God delights when we learn to know Him better and take another step and another step with Him to become closer to Him, to develop as a believer in Him. If you would grow as a follower of Jesus, Jesus holds out His arms and invites you to take one step and then another. So as we respond to what the Lord says to us, we take steps. Step one, of course, is to place our faith in Jesus. If you do not yet know Jesus as your Savior, we invite you to trust in Him. Even today, you can put your faith in Jesus. He died for you so that you could be forgiven, uh, so that you could come into 
his family, that he would give you eternal life and would help you learn to grow and to love God with all your heart. Step two, to your faith or onto your faith, add goodness. We're using Peter's uh, description here. Add goodness. Virtue chooses the good. Choose the good. You get lots of different uh, opportunities during the week. Lots of different pressures to choose one way or another. Choose the good. Choose the good. Then take another step and supply a generous provision of knowledge. Spiritual knowledge from God's Word. What will that step look like for you? Maybe in your personal Bible study. Digging into the Word for yourself. Uh, setting aside time with God and His Word every day so that you spend that time with Him. Using something like the Know the Word app uh, that five days a week so that we are helped along our journey. Uh, joining a Bible study like our women are having. Reading the Bible with others similar to a book club where you read over the passage and then just discuss it. Uh, taking notes during the sermon and then going back to the Bible passages to review the truths and to dig deeper. Or like the Bereans, make sure they are truths. Make sure it's right and dig deeper. If you've read the Bible before in one translation, I encourage you to read it in a different one because each has little different ways of saying things that can help us see things we might have missed before. What other steps might God, the Holy Spirit, be prompting you to take? Don't stand still in your relationship with God. Take a step forward for Him. Let's pray. Lord, help us to walk with You. To take even baby steps to draw closer to You. Lord, we need You. Oh, how we need You every step, every day. Lord, as we go from this place, we pray for your spirit to go with us as we know you have promised that he will do. Jesus has said that he will not desert us, uh, but he will come to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, would you go with us through this week? Help us to be aware of your presence. Uh, help us to listen to your promptings and Lord, help us to grow closer to you. Lord, help us to know you more and more. And Lord, may that spiritual understanding infect our lives and may it become communicable to the lives of others as they see Jesus in us. May they desire to know him too. We thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. The service concludes the ministry begins. God bless you.